0: what's good welcome back to agitator the first and only freestyle writing podcast we're switching things up this is the first episode of this new model in which we will bring you a uh we're we're making you fly on the wall in the uh writer's room of stories that don't exist anywhere else besides right here because it's all freestyle this is nobody's ever done this y'all y'all are just gonna have to see what it is uh it's not of anything in development each episode will bring you a fresh story that comes out of thin fucking air we have no notes we are starting ground zero and by the end of this episode we'll have a what would you even call it a podcast story more than a premise we'll run you through uh uh, story we'll see where it goes we'll come up with a premise we'll make some characters we'll set the style and tone and uh, yeah we just figured this would be a fun not only flex mm-hmm. for us because I Kelby Losack author of nearly 10
1: books I've lost count I don't really know Um, and, and- J. David Osborne also I think I'm close to a, I might be at 10. I oh, might you're a,
0: be a 10. You're over 10, big dog. You keep taking Am my I, shit out of print and being like, and forgetting those things exist. That's but, uh, what
1: I do. That's what I do. Yeah. But uh, I'm a, a writer and I podcast a lot. I was thinking about this in the car today, by the way. I think with the JDO show, Agitator, Lost Explorers, and all the guest spots that I've done. I was tallying it up. I've got to be close to 600 podcasts at this point.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Easily. That yeah. makes sense. Um, Yeah. That's an easy number. Because think about it. Like, Joe Rogan's at like what? Like over 3,000 now?
1: He's up there. So he's, you'd he's be over
0: 9,000. A... <laughs> he's over 9,000. <laughs> so you, uh... that's right. We used to be an anime podcast. If you want to go check <laughs> no. out that shit, patreon.com mm-hmm. slash agitator. This is going to be the start of a new, uh, we're going to make these episodes free. This whole exercise will be free, but we're going to not yet, but, you know, I guess next, next time we do one of these, we'll start recording this shit in discord. Our exclusive access discord is only available at patreon.com slash agitator. you will be able to jump in and either listen to it live, hop in, uh, ask to speak we'll figure out how it works i don't really know how it works but other people do it
1: Mm -hmm. we'll figure it out can't be that hard eddie figured it out
0: eddie figured it out and he doesn't like learning shit so Mm -hmm. it can't be too (laughs) hard it's
1: the grumpy old man of the collective (laughs) what is this who cares (laughs) that's eddie's response to everything who cares how do cell phones work yeah Yep, yep. I am very excited about this. On the Patreon, we will, uh, still provide exclusive content as well. I'm I'll do Ghost in the Tome over there, which is my book club, and I'll probably do, uh, monologues. I'll get back into monologuing a little bit about a writing topic. So, for example, something that's been bugging me lately is I'm back on Goodreads. I'm trying to get reviews in. I'm trying to log books like you. So that at the end of the year, I actually know how many books I read uh, and what they were. And I noticed that a lot of the reviews, because I'm reading, oh, shit, I had the book in front of me. Now it's gone. I'm reading a book called Iron Widow right now. And it's good. It's cool. The premise of it is it's this alternate history China. Uh, they have some of our technology, but most of it is like, uh, relegated to, to being this kind of mystical thing. Uh, and they are under attack by an alien species. So they have EVAs or Gundams. They're closer to like the Pacific Rim Gundams, right? Um, but they're only pilotable by men. And so they have to be piloted by yin and yang energy. So the men do the mind meld with the EVA. And it's they're all like animal beast war transformer type, type deals. And uh, But they need a woman to provide the battery. So basically the man plugs in and then like... Spoon's a woman and the woman is just like slowly being drained of her life force to power these huge Gundams. Holy shit. Uh, it's tight. It's really tight. It's got a feminist bent and it's a YA book. So it's definitely got like, I'm trying to read more books and not be turned off by the fact that they're written by somebody who clearly thinks way differently about shit than I do. Um, you know what I mean? Cause I feel like I'm like missing out on stuff. If every book, that I read where they say, uh, you know, and women are treated, baby. And I'd like close it. Like, well, that's the whole thing.
0: That was the whole thing with your uh, take on whale fall, right? Was that like, this obviously mm. has some polar opposite views on like uh, things that we oh, can't they, say yeah. on the free feed anymore. Like, mm. <laughs> I mean,
1: and by, and by different views, we disagreed how many masks you're supposed to wear.
0: That's, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. patreon.com slash <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: but yeah, yeah, so it's it's super dope, but I noticed that the reviews when they say this has bad writing, and you realize that to a lot of these kids who are reviewing these books, bad writing just means the book didn't do what I wanted it to. The characters didn't do what I wanted the characters to do. and so, In the Patreon, for example, I would have an extended rant about why that's the wrong way to look at books and offer a better example of how to engage with what you're reading.
0: Yeah, uh, that'll be, oh man, speaking of reviews, Mercy, Hmm. uh, you know, i put Mercy on that. What was it? Was it Book Sirens? Was it? No, not Book Sirens. Book Sirens would probably be a better place for Mercy. Book Funnel. And send it out oh. to all these sci-fi fantasy things. Oh boy, um, yeah, sci-fi fantasy is not the market for that book. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's more. That's more like fans of the road. Uh, anime, anime heads really dig, it, especially the ending. They really fuck mm-hmm. with how crazy it gets. Uh, fans of my previous work, of course, it sent them for a loop um but yeah sci-fi fantasy no no it was it was called yeah. the uh most disappointing read of the year even though it's january i feel like i can firmly state that i was just like damn <laughs> all right go off
1: shorty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude oh man i've been there i've been there yeah there's gonna be people who I think when it comes to sci-fi fantasy too, it's a length issue because Mercy's 120 pages. Yeah, and uh, the amount of shit to, that
0: happens in it, it should have been yeah. like five books to these nerds, probably.
1: Probably, probably so, and that's just going to forever be a difference in opinion about how we think books should work. You know, I'm I'm writing longer stuff now. I'm I'm attempting to put more of that Bready Ellis shards. Meandering in it Mm -hmm. where it's still interesting, but it provides that Duration that it takes for people to connect to characters but I mean every once in a while I'm gonna I mean all the gods books are probably gonna be like 30k eaters You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do big books on that and those are just never gonna click With people who want big fat books, which to be real with you, man like when I'm on audible and I'm about to, you know, use a credit which is fifteen bucks. I I fall prey to that as well. You know, like I'm not gonna use my fifteen dollar credit Ooh. on a on an hour-long you see what I'm saying? That's true, I mean?
0: but you know what the next wave is gonna be? Because Spotify has audiobooks now, people are gonna want that shit to be shorter because mm-hmm. Spotify limits your monthly listening to 15 hours.
1: If yes the fuck it does, which pissed me the hell off when I was reading the shards, reading, listening. and I got I got seventeen hours into it. I don't know why seventeen is the cutoff, but no, I got to chapter seventeen. I was fifteen hours in that makes mm-hmm. more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. they just stopped. They're like, that's it. That's all the reading time you have, but you can buy credits. And I said, fuck you, I can buy credit. I thought this was <laughs> unlimited, bro. <laughs> I pay for Spotify.
0: What the I fuck? Paid, I, paid I pay for Spotify for you to not pay any of the artists
1: uploading yeah. their shit. Exactly, exactly. exactly. Oh, by the way, not to get too off track before we, we jump into the freestyle shit, but uh, I do have Apple Music now, which is probably not better, but it was part of my new phone plan. So I'm interested to see how that's different. I hate it right off rep just because I've used Spotify for yeah ten years. But it's probably the same.
0: Uh, yeah, that that's like uh shout out Marcus is always like you need to get rid of all your subscriptions and just have YouTube and I'm like I mean <sighs> really probably because youtube has mixtapes it has
1: that's a good point actually it it
0: has chopped and screwed anything on youtube you can listen to you can you know Mm -hmm. so i mean it does make sense but i don't know it's just familiarity it's like yeah i'm I'm on spotify i have like 700 hours of playlists made Mm -hmm. why would i switch
1: (laughs) you showed your playlist too today that was fun that, that was your list right that you shared in the chat
0: oh yeah my my uh my most recent what is it this the stats I went and checked mm-hmm. the stats because mm-hmm. uh I don't know we, we've established before I'm just a nerd who does weird list things all dudes mm-hmm. D- dudes have interests
1: dudes the, love lists I mean uh, that's what to go back to the sci-fi fantasy thing honestly a lot of those books are lists bro I mean a lot of the shards is lists. Literally, of songs, mm-hmm. dates, streets, names. I mean, it's it's list compiling. And if you're a dude and you're reading the shards, you're like, fucking okay. Yeah. And then he turned on La Cienega and then there was Sunset. Okay. All right. And then what street <laughs> came next?
0: Wait, what what type of car? What make and model? Well? Yeah, okay. Okay. a Porsche. A Porsche, Porsche 911. It was a Porsche 911. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, cool.
1: <laughs> Guys love that shit. Guys yeah. love that. I don't write that way, but when I read the shards, I thought to myself, I'm going to incorporate a little bit of that. A little bit of list making. You know, what does a character do in a day? Just follow them step by step. It's a cool experiment, even if you don't use it. Just like from waking up to going to sleep, meticulously cataloging that dude's day. Uh, you'll find some little nuggets. Because I wonder where he would go. What would he do?
0: Yeah. Uh I thought of uh where did I put? Did I put this anywhere? Maybe I didn't. Maybe I just told y'all in the chat. It makes me think of uh my idea for a video game, and this'll help ease us into the the freestyle shit because it's kind of that i was just driving and i fired up red dead 2 again the other day just uh i mean i beat the game and everything i'm in the like jack marston shit um the real pre prequel to the first red dead redemption uh i'm in all that shit where you just run around doing whatever you didn't finish as arthur and uh I was like, I had this idea for an anti open world game where you can interact with all this shit. And there's like a sort of a story track where like Mm -hmm. you're this dude who has tasks that are just like call your mom, Mm -hmm. go down and mail this letter and it's this super immersive like once you step out of your apartment or even in your apartment you can cook eggs you can like you know touch everything open every cabinet you go out of your apartment and you can like go down to the gas station there's all these people having their own conversations and like this massive open world right with like just super detailed everything's interactive but how in all these open world games you got to do gay shit like go talk to the the hat maker and he's like i need you to go kill these exotic birds to bring me their feathers or whatever and you're like this mm-hmm. is kind of boring why would i do that yeah um, yeah. so in this game your story is only boring shit but when you interact with all the other shit going on like there's a robbery down at the gas station you're like i'm gonna play hero you get killed you there's like a if you go up to a stranger on the street and interact with them and you have the ability to, but you go and interact with them, they're going to be like, the fuck are you talking to me for Get out of my face. Like everything Mm -hmm. is made for you to not interact with it, but you have the ability to. So Mm -hmm. it's like the inverse of what open world games are now, where Mm -hmm. you interact with these people they tell you to do something lame and stupid and then you do it. And that's the game. This game is like, if you interact with people, which you can, you're gonna lose this game over so it's a game where you have you're just observe you become an observer mm-hmm. you just walk around mm-hmm. just looking at things happening and then it's kind of like an immersive movie in that way where there's all this shit that's happening at different parts of the game but if mm-hmm. you insert yourself into it you're gonna get like killed or thrown in prison or like it just flipped off and told to to fuck off
1: i love that you could call the game synchro mystic and it would be about observing and following the clues of what you observe without ever interacting and just going from place to place to place and seeing where that takes you, where being an observer takes you. That's good. Yeah. Your goal eventually would be to be the ultimate synchro mystic. And the final level would be to go back to your apartment and you suddenly see how the eggs link up with the, you know, the chicken clock on your wall and you start to piece together this puzzle that's in your head. Right. But as soon as you, it's like a lock picking game where, you know, when you pick locks in like Skyrim or whatever uh-huh, and, uh-huh. You, and you miss one and it all goes back. Like if you do, if you interact, it would have to be some kind of mechanic where you get something from it, but you also, you, you cut that thread. Like that a soul. Like
0: a soul's yeah. light. Like if you yeah. interact somewhere and you fuck it up, you lose that. Mm-hmm. But whatever you gained up to that point, you start all over with that knowledge, like with those clues in the pack or whatever.
1: Next day, next day, next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. You go so, back
0: and you write. You're a yeah, writer.
1: Oh, all right. You're a writer. There we Yeah, no, I like that. I like, uh, hmm. And the technology would really have to be there for this because there's so many fucking possibilities. You could use an AI or something that would look at what you're writing and analyze it. And see, like, let you know if you're on to something or not. This technology is probably, what, five years away? It's not that far in the future to be able to do that. Five years in the past, they've already come up with it. exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So you could write something and the AI could be like, you've attained synchromistic level two. You're getting it. You know, and it's also like, it's analyzing your pros and stuff. And, oh, and by the way, nice work.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Loki Doki Literature, what the fuck is that name? Doki Doki um, That's right. Doki Doki Literature Club. Mm-hmm. That's something kind of like, you don't actually write in that game but you, no, you just pick words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, It's almost there. That technology is right on the cusp.
1: Yeah, hit us up Synchro the game. The look, at, look at who game. you said no to CD Projekt Red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're sitting there being like, we made the correct choice. We you know, made these they, men,
0: the, this is a stupid idea.
1: These men know nothing. <laughs> in,
0: op- in open world, you want to do everything. You interact
1: with everything. And- Honestly, I no, I don't. I'm right with you though. If I had one, the one game that does this really well is Yak, is the Yak a series, but that's because they put so much effort into making sure that the that the mini games are the game that all those side quests are entertaining you can play house of the dead you can play toy car racing you can become a boxer you can uh and you know enter into a best smile selfie competition tons of stuff <laughs> right you can only move within a few blocks but you you get to do whatever you want but this game would take it a step further by by saying like don't talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. And don't get involved in anything and and I think if
0: you do that, it might do something psychologically to people too, because video games have become so prominent. like the main source of entertainment, I think it seems like, right? Everybody mm-hmm. fucks with video games more than anything. Uh, older people still fuck with TV, but pretty much everybody plays video games. Um instead of you being, what the whole game world revolves around and you have to insert yourself into every little minute like arena of whatever bullshit is happening. This game is like, you are not the main character. And as soon as you go start thinking you're the main character, you're going to have a hard time, buddy.
1: Yeah. I like that. I like that. I'm fired up. I'm juiced up. Let's get freestyling. Let's, Let's get freestyle,
0: freestyle and shit. some more. That kind of turned into I didn't have hardly any of those thoughts before I just kind of mm-hmm. we started mm-hmm. wheeling. So mm-hmm. that's that's part one. Patreon.com <laughs> slash agitator. <laughs> uh <Yeah. laughs> nah, so uh Castain Publishing had this prompt that I think here's my problem with short stories. they this is no shade to any publishers on the publishing end. Cause we work on all fronts uh, on the publishing end. I understand, but on the writer's end, I'm like, yeah, I ain't spending all this time for 50 bucks. Um, I don't have my plate clear enough to come up with a story to submit to this, but I thought the prompt was really cool. So Castain has this uh, anthology called uh let me see. I had it pulled up right here. In the Eyes of the Hungry. So what In the Eyes of the Hungry is, uh, it's edited by Barbara Castro Rojas and Michael Tichy. One of the great American authors wrote a werewolf novel, and sadly, we will likely never see it. But wouldn't it be great to speculate on what such a book might look like? We invite you to do exactly that. We are asking for short horror stories, 2,500 to 6,000 words, and the style of Steinbeck in his settings and or covering his themes. But we're not going to limit you to werewolves. What fun would that be? We invite you to populate these stories with any of the classical monsters. So if you can find a way to put the creature from the Black Lagoon into a Steinbeck-style yarn, go for it. Uh, Yeah, I thought that was a fun prompt. And I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, For this first for this first little episode to give people an insight into how freestyle this show is. This show has been freestyle, whatever we do from the get go, because we uh, don't plan anything ahead to the point where mm-hmm. you called mm-hmm. me when I was at the drive through mm-hmm. liquor shack earlier and you were like, what time are we recording? And I was like, you're, you're like, like,
1: like, Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So I, I forgot. It was even uh, it was even that man. I'm still kind of flabbergasted by that because this maybe it was the freeze. The freeze kind of fucked up my whole schedule, Uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how cold it got. Um, And everybody around here panicking and shutting down. Basically, all infrastructure just shuts down whenever it Mm -hmm. gets cold in Texas Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, kind of messed up my schedule. And so I just kind of was like, oh, it's Wednesday. Oh, yeah, it's the next week. We should record something for tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. So the weather threw you off.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm 70 years old now. Yeah, <laughs> it got, it yeah. got cold, and I was like, "Oh shit, we're still doing that thing."
1: So my my first idea for this anthology is a story called Lenny, and it's about a guy with a retarded brother who turns into a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good. That's and good. People
1: are like, what's wrong with him? Is he, you know, and he's like, he's a werewolf. All right.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And it could explore the stigma around um the mentally disabled. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. you know, secretly they're just super strong.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Precisely. So that would be the first. Okay, so Steinbeck of Wolves and Men, of Wolves and Men. Somebody's definitely doing that. They're gonna get hundred and fifty of Wolves and Men yeah. stories.
0: All the submit. But- they keep pushing the deadline back. Yeah, <laughs> because mm-hmm. they just keep getting of Wolves and Men over and over. The
1: yeah, and it's every single pitch is like, what if Lenny was a werewolf?
0: So I can't do it. <laughs> and then they get the one that's like, "What if Gary Sinise was the werewolf?"
1: Yeah, there we go. So I I, I forget Mac the or...
0: name. I don't know the name of the character, but Gary Sinise plays
1: him in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I forget too. Um, well, Steinbeck notably did a lot of work around the Dust Bowl. When you first when you first uh, sort well, before we started recording, you said, "What about this thing?" and uh, I I had confused Steinbeck with Kerouac. I don't know mm. anything about Jack Kerouac, but I actually mm. do know Steinbeck. Um, so he did a lot of stuff with the Dust Bowl. That would be an easy fit for me, being from Oklahoma, because I'm pretty sure the Grapes of Wrath takes place it's, in Oklahoma, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, it's Okies that are going to... I think the majority of his shit is like Okies migrating to California.
1: Okies migrating to California. Oh, okay. going out California way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so in terms of monsters, you have Wendigo, right? Um I lived where I used to live in Norman. Like Thunderbird apparently has a giant squid in it. So a, a right. giant squid Steinbeck story would be pretty tight because they wouldn't know. They would just be on the, you know, the red banks. With the red you know the red clay banks of Lake Thunderbird. There could be some cool imagery with that. I think that um so I'm f- focusing in on this idea of people who are uprooting their lives to go somewhere else because the conditions that they live in are so terrible that uh, that they have to move and i feel like that could that thematically that could transpose easily onto fleeing something like a zombie plague although zombies are a little played out uh some kind of curse that's that's my first volley sent over mm. to you
0: so curse right the one of the classic when i think curse and i think classic monsters i think mummy Okay. So you've got curse going on. Mm -hmm. So this is a you you're you're talking like geographical curse, right? Like this place is haunted. This is whatever. Yeah. Pet cemetery style. Yeah. Exactly. And you pet cemetery. I'm thinking Oklahoma. I'm thinking Indians. I'm thinking Mm -hmm. like uh cursed land. We got. ghosts mm-hmm. driving them out of oklahoma to why did they leave What what's the whole thing about dust bowl I... it's the dust bowl
1: that they just couldn't grow anything i think is what it was
0: okay so it's bad yeah. land there you go it's bad land mm-hmm. because it's cursed because it's cursed it's not a weather thing. it's not a soil thing. It's this land was cursed by so you've got a character who sees maybe a young character it's got to be the young boy or something. you know, kids are more in tune with a uh, spiritual shit and seeing ghosts and everything. So this kid, sees a native dude out in this desolate what should be you know just big field full of crops and it's just a a desert of a lot and this is when the you know the grown-ups have already decided that we we gotta we gotta leave we gotta head out to california we're starving we're dying blah 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 and the kid is sort of gets the hint at what's going on. It gives us the hint. The kid is the catalyst for us seeing that there's a different layer to what mm-hmm. these other characters can see is happening mm-hmm. here.
1: And, and what he can see, wait for it, Egyptian iconography. Check Ooh. it out. Here's what we do. <clears throat> there is a traveling carnival that has imported a sarcophagus from Egypt to America, and they too are traveling across the United States. When they hit Oklahoma, (laughs) the curse of the mummy comes into conflict with the curse of the Native Americans. So even the curses are being colonized, right? So we title this story, Dust Bowl Sarcophagi, and, and we go from there
0: i like this i like this because this is bringing you know i've been i've been binging yellowstone and mm-hmm. a lot of uh a lot of that shows running theme if it has a commentary it's like a soap opera it's all about action and drama and ten- it's just really good character and yeah,
1: yeah. intrigue yeah. shit
0: but if it has a running theme or any kind of commentary to it it's kind of that like everybody from everywhere is just trying to exist in a place and there's Mm -hmm. other people trying to take Mm -hmm. that right away from them Mm -hmm. no matter the Mm -hmm. the, you know the white ranchers the native americans they're all somebody in a place where somebody else is trying to take to rip that from them Mm -hmm. so i like this that you've got egyptians coming into rolling up on already colonized well well already called because what is it like 1940s or is it before the 20s 20s right because it's like we,
1: we are storytellers we're not historians and we're also uh we're let's put it this way we're creatives we don't know facts Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah Facts, facts
0: aren't That's where the research
1: thing. comes in That's where we do research You know what? I got I got a computer though Let's look it up when do oh, the
0: Dust Bowl the, Yeah, hey, this is part of the, the freestyle Let's it's, go All it's, right it's how...
1: Oklahoma Dust Bowl era Let's see Let's use our technology Instead of letting our techno Okay, the 1930s Right in the middle Right smack in the middle Of where we thought it was yeah, the shit go. looks so we rough were,
0: too. We were both right.
1: Yeah, technically, if you split the difference,
0: and we're if correct. Uh, if if we want to really, if we're already talking like um, sales pitch and shit on this, uh, we incorporate the Revenge of the Mummy ride. At Universal mm-hmm. Studios somehow. Yo,
1: I'm looking at a picture of this dust storm that's sweeping over the Oklahoma plains, and I'm seeing the mummy's face in the in the dust storm, like from the movie. Oh you know what I'm bro. About?
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. No, I just looked yeah. this up too. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's you see, see what for, you see what I for mean. Video yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. That sort of that Mad Max Fury Road, like yeah, you see that mummy face bro that's the perfect merging we didn't even we didn't even think about like okay so like horror people you know they'll constantly be like so what if like my favorite slasher was also like uh the office tv series Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. but it, we we figured out the the comps like midway we're already into this shit and it's, Dude, oh, yeah. slasher
1: a slasher in the office would kind of slap though <laughs> like if it was you know somebody getting their dick cut off and then jim gives the look to the camera like whoa, whoa. <laughs> 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 just mugging
0: the uh somebody who's in a who, who's like married one, one of the mm-hmm. married people Runs off with like Phyllis to the break room and shuts the door. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens in slasher movies, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. so, like, yeah. Jim. Like, oh, yeah. he he's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we know who's next. <laughs> <laughs> <We> know. <laughs> That's great.
1: That's great. So, now that we have this concept, right? Dust Bowl Sarcophagi, we got the Egyptian Carnival rolling through town. Uh, there's plenty of, fun contrasts with that that i think would keep people's attention in terms of you know the types of like obviously they would set up these sort of um you know how they do would do tent revivals Mm -hmm. now you'd have giza pyramid revivals so like three big pyramid tents that would just be moving through the dust bowl uh people would be going to watch uh what kind of shit did they have in egypt what they do for fun did they kill people too? Did they just sacrifice people?
0: Or is, is that, that... Did they probably, yeah, they had to. They um the I know Moses
1: is like kind of the extent of my Egyptian you knowledge. Know. King Tutankhamun died. I remember this. He died from an infection that he got in his, you know, inbred club foot by hunting ostriches. I want to say it was from a chariot. So he would get in a chariot and he would hunt ostriches. <laughs> so you could have, picture this image in your mind of like a, a white guy wearing the Egyptian, you, you know what I'm talking about, that thing they put on their head? It's yeah, like yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. The king. And he's,
0: uh, so he's
1: like Yul Brynner style, you know, like 1940s movie guy in a chariot, like with a spear, with a huge onk necklace on, hunting buffalo. Right. Like that contrast of those two tones, I Yo. think would really slap. Yo. And he's hunting the buffalo. Right. Which is like, again, that colonization theme, you know, they're like, they're, they're, they're coming in. And also <clears throat> they're coming in and most people are just eating it up as entertainment. Like it's not that serious to people you know, they're bringing a literal mummy curse to Dust Bowl, Oklahoma. And people are like, let's go to the fucking pyramid carnival and yeah. watch this watch this freak hunt buffalo <laughs> wearing a weird costume. Yes,
0: yeah. And that's... So do we follow this on like a... Do these people stay in Oklahoma or are we following this like Grapes of Wrath style? Like this this traveling circus didn't just stop in Oklahoma It's traveling with the people leaving. And this is like their entertainment slash uh, learning along the way.
1: This has the feel of being like a deleted scene from the Grapes of Wrath. You know what I mean? Like the part that the publishers cut because they say to Steinbeck, what the fuck, what is this? Yeah. What Why is this, this 200 page
0: you... digression of a circus <laughs> digression. of an Egyptian circus?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so basically the little boy main character, cause I like that idea. The, the main character has to be a boy because <clears throat> for, for a story like this, I think to work, it has to be from the perspective of someone who's completely accepting of it that puts the reader into a more accepting mind state mm-hmm. there's a reason why they use kids in some movies yeah because they're totally it's, pure like so yeah, it lets you yeah.
0: say whatever you want without
1: pan's pan's labyrinth is a good example like that takes place during the what is the spanish civil war or some shit like that there's some gnarly shit going on in that movie but it's a little girl and so you you see you see the brutality through her eyes but she's able to you know, kind of spin these fantastical imaginative uh creatures out of it. um So it's definitely a little boy and he's retarded and he's also aware. No, not really. Um... <laughs> and it's called Lenny. <laughs> and it's called Lenny. Everybody listening is like, God, ah, they had me with the mummies and then they, we, they we call back. it the Lenny returns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the scorpion Lenny. Um, but I think that if you have this, so the story, because we're thinking about this in terms of it being a short story. I'm assuming we have about maximum 4,000 words to work with.
0: They're giving us right? 6,000 with the prompt. Six, okay,
1: okay 6,000 yeah. is good. 6,000 is good. Okay, so now we have to work on what what the, <clears throat> the human... Uh, thematic arc is that runs, because we can have this kind of weird shit, like pyramids popping up, like all the all the imagery. That, and of course, by the way, we end it with the mummy coming out of the tent and going after people, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like that almost went without saying, but there has to coincide with that. So what we need to do now uh, is look for what is the emotional through line of this child that would relate to Dust Bowl, Oklahoma, uh, colonization, and <clears throat> I'm thinking, you know, this kind of fascination with, but also fear of the foreign and the fantastical.
0: He has some kind of tie to the land, he doesn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. So his. Um... Mm hmm. Mm
1: hmm.
0: His mom is buried
1: there. There we go. There we go. There we go. Keep going. His... uh... She's buried in a... She's... Have it be a sarcophagus, right? Her dad constructed a coffin that's in the shape of a person. And that's what attracts him to the carnival at first, is that it reminds him of his mom's coffin,
0: so why why does his dad have to do that?
1: Because he's a weird fucker. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh.
0: They couldn't afford a coffin. I don't know how things worked back in the 30s. That shit was has probably always been expensive. I don't know. Probably. Um, they couldn't afford a coffin. So he went and stole a drugstore Indian statue and buried the mom inside of the mm-hmm. hollowed out statue
1: The dude the symbolism of what you just said is off the charts right cuz she's white of course yeah this is a white family that we're talking uh-huh.
0: about
1: yeah and so the dad goes <clears throat> it could start with like you know my dad looked everywhere for a coffin for mom but everything was too expensive and it they, could
0: even be that the fuck, the grave digger or the uh not the grave diggers the the coffin baker, the fucking funeral people, they were like, um, they'd already fled. They were like, no like coffin Oh, I like around. that.
1: There's nobody there. Thomas yeah. Lagatti style, Silent Hill style. Yes, he, they're just in this town, and they're like, what do I bury? My wife, and and he looks at this drugstore Indian, and he's like, there we go. And so that's the first scene, right? And and the kid goes to visit that. Over and over again. And you just gave me a great idea <laughs> for after all the action happens, kind of the uh the wrap up of the whole thing. They leave and when and then we cut to like this snowy Colorado town that they're pulling through, right? Immediate shift change, and he sees another drugstore with that Indian in front of it. Right. That would have to be the book ends of the story. <laughs> Is this drugstore Indian that he that he's seeing? But I love the idea. Uh, And if you're wondering, like, well, how would that work? You just describe it that way. You know that it's all of a piece, right? It's cut out of one block of wood, uh, and you know maybe the dad's a little crazy. This this would be the leap that we'd be asking people to take. Would be that he actually buried a woman in this statue. But I think it's I think it's crucial
0: i'm a real uh, i'm a real passionate woodworker so mm-hmm. i i'm probably the highest authority on this shit
1: mm-hmm. it's like so wow, how would you do that you don't need you hollow it out yeah yeah so the dad the dad and the son all right so see how we listeners kelby and i just stumbled upon a father and son story naturally because we realize we didn't say the dad dies, and the mom yeah. and the son go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> because we're like, no, we don't. We don't die. We don't die like that. <laughs> so he does that. The dad is still. What is the dad doing that would actually keep him there? What could? Does the dad himself run the shop? The dad doesn't want to leave the mom. The son
0: is just a victim of circumstance. Because because his friends are leaving. Yeah. What would the son give a fuck? I mean, if the son was like, we can't leave. Mom's buried here Mm -hmm. inside a drugstore Mm -hmm. Indian. The dad Mm -hmm. would be like, we got to get the fuck out. Potatoes Mm -hmm. aren't growing.
1: That's right. That's true. Yeah, the dad doesn't want to leave for some reason. And maybe the dad is like continuing his 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 woodworking and maybe that's what appeals to him about the traveling you know egyptian carnival like he approaches them like hey do you guys need some work some woodwork
0: yeah he's trying to pitch to them to stay because they're a traveling carnival right so Mm -hmm. he's thinking sort of hurricane season style that ah this will things ebb and flow they change people will come back I'll be the only one in business in this motherfucker, mm-hmm. and the traveling carnival comes in, and he's like, "Hey, sit, stay a while. This town's great." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we depend depend on how many digressions we can go in in the in within six thousand words, which to both mm-hmm. me and you, we could probably we could go in a lot of different. We could do a bunch, yeah. yeah. Um, he take he could take on different roles, Alfred Hitchcock psycho style. Mm-hmm. And so now now this is psycho meets the mommy, meets the grapes of wrath, meets pet cemetery. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I think uh, I would I would see it as so you've given a really good um tension for the young boy character because the dad wants to stay but in that traveling carnival let's get some feminist points who runs it? A mother figure. A woman a Cleopatra if you will a woman who is Mm. constantly who is constantly playing with snakes not asps right like not something that's actually going to kill her but she's like a snake woman and he's very compelled by this kind of Jungian, uh, male, female, it's this woman that's covered in very phallic, you know, to him, it's kind of everything. She's very mothering, but she also runs that carnival, like the fucking Navy. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he meets her, uh, when, when the dad is first asking for work and then like kids do, he sneaks out at night and goes and sees what they're up to. And we could have them be doing some fucking weird semi-Egyptian ritual, right? Like trying to raise this this mummy or whatever. But the kid is kind of about that life. He's like, yo, I could leave my insane dad and go with a new mom and go on crazy adventures across across the country. Oh, so then the dad's...
0: The dad keeps coming up with reasons for the traveling theater to stay, not just because, hey, this is how this is my customer base. You know, this whole town is abandoned and y'all need somebody. Right. Keep me in business. I don't want to leave here because my wife is buried inside a drugstore Indian. It's also it becomes. Don't take my son away from me.
1: Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm okay i think i got it Mm. so i'm around kids all day i might be i might have a little cough um the dad also as the story starts he cuts himself while he's making this indian right so he wraps his hand in what
0: mummy goes he, you yeah see where yeah, i'm yeah, going yeah, you see where yeah, i'm yeah, going yeah.
1: as it goes on the dad gets more and more injuries maybe he's a drunk maybe he's getting into fights whatever but he gets more and more covered in all this the way that this that the that the story kind of ends or what seals it for the kid is that the dad has been targeted to be like their mummy basically their
0: their uh their what do you call it the the bohemian grove uh their effigy their effigy he becomes they're gonna gonna
1: burn him in bandages and make the actual mummy rise yes
0: and that gives every that brings it full circle so we have three points of structurally so you just figured out how to like structure this into the short story form Mm -hmm. how to throw all Mm -hmm. these ideas together because it's all iconography i mean yep and that even plays into the Egyptian theme because all their stories are told in hieroglyphics. We're telling mm-hmm. a story with these icons, the drugstore Indian, the which is the mom, the Cleopatra, mm-hmm. the new mom, the mummy, the father, and the boy as the catalyst for the reader to... Mm-hmm experience all these symbols sort of meeting at the at the peak at the at and the top of the pyramid it's a and pyramid then once, shaped story
1: as the writer once you get to the point where the mummy is resurrected you can go two ways i mean i i think it would be fun to have a kind of a mummy like a bloodbath type thing i think it would be cool to kind of have uh Everybody except for the mother figure, the Cleopatra, and the kid get get killed by the mummy. And then when they arrive in that town to kind of bring the, the bookends together, they're just traveling as a, as a mother and son kind of thing. Like, she's lost the snakes and, you know, she's just sort of with him. Uh, or, I mean, you could end with the whole troop moving through, too. You know, I mean... Either way, I think I I like it better with the mother. And so, go ahead, you got you something. could
0: you could even end in like another town, completely new characters, uh, mm-hmm. somewhere further down the line. Uh, like you brought up Colorado. There's, uh, this could be the tie. This is why we harken back to the drugstore Indian. There's a drugstore Indian in a Colorado shop. Totally different characters coming upon it, just noticing you know Mm -hmm. it's just it's just the thing to call Mm -hmm. back to the beginning and these are people who have fled Oklahoma they're migrating their way over to California the mummy cloud starts Mm -hmm. blowing in Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. Colorado it may even even in the the form of a snowstorm or whatever Mm -hmm. the shape Mm -hmm. of a mummy head comes in Screaming at them, swallowing this little, this group of...
1: I like combining the two of it. I like the idea of the Cleopatra and the son who've unleashed this mummy curse, getting to this Colorado town. I like the idea of there being like an old timey, I don't know, New York Times or whatever photographer that takes a picture of the three of them. So the, the statue, the mom and the son. And I, I, I mean, it has to end that way, right? Of The snowstorm this time coming in and there being a face in it, like it's pursuing. The, I mean, that's, that's a wrap. That's the story. That's it. All right. And that's how you do it, folks. That's how you come up with a story in 30 minutes. God damn it. <laughs> how are we going <laughs> to... We're never going to have a two-hour episode of one of these. I don't think we need to. I don't no. think we need to, bro. I, th- I think that's that's good. I mean, that's all. All we would have to do now is actually write that, and I think if either of us had the time to do that, because the write the actual writing part takes hours and hours. So mm-hmm. if we had the the time to write it, I feel like that would be a a shoe in for this collection. Dust bowl sarcophagi no but. that'd be
0: an instant acceptance do you ever so like i uh this is all speculation it's not cope or anything i i get money we got jobs going on that's why i'm not yep. submitting it's not out of like fear of being rejected sure but every time i have an idea i'm like fuck that'd be instant. like it's not even a question i'm just like do they pay like two thousand dollars like i'll do that so Mm -hmm. i can make that i would if if a place was like here's the prompt the pay is 2k i'd be like oh i'm this is what i'm doing for the next three days and the only thing i'm doing because it pays 2k and i'm gonna send that and get accepted like but
1: it's like yeah
0: because like neither you or i are really short story writers like no in the the sense that like people they write short stories and they send them to all these different places and we know people who do that and who are or even i mean broken river people like uh, david and and eddie yeah they're big on uh submitting shit out there they got all kinds of short stories and they do i mean it's a hustle and to me i'm like every time they either of them send something i'm like oh banger
1: like no, and it's it's always good. So, what if we are short story writers, though? You ever think about that? Like, what? Like, what if we are?
0: It's just that awkward limitation of like a. Well, I don't know. Uh, God is I feel one. like
1: 10, 10 k is is the sweet spot.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's a pretty uh, that's a long story. Yeah, but a short book. Yeah, it's like a way too short book mm-hmm yeah <laughs> this kind of we function best in the worst possible length <laughs> the most unsight yeah, i know dude
1: but that's why you the know, one that nobody wants it's like hey we're really good at this one thing and from both sides they go no no <laughs>
0: you know what we are we're we're screenwriters who are the best at prose
1: mm-hmm
0: Like our prose is just like you can't fuck with
1: these bars, son. Oh yeah. Um, If you, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, that was cool, you came up with an idea, but could you actually write it?
0: Yeah, literally. Welcome to look at books. If that's the tone you're taking, uh, email me and be like, "Hey, bitch, I don't, (laughs) I don't think your writing's worth shit." I don't think you got the chops, boy. Bro, I'll send you my whole
1: catalog. (laughs) because we are we just you know it's it's figuring out you know kind of that middle ground that we're in right now that we've been in for 10 years i think if we can find a way to go both ways pause uh (laughs) shorter and longer again pause uh, (laughs) I think that's going to be what really works. I just I I would love so much for Americans to appreciate the the kind of 10 to 20,000 word novella the way the Japanese do, people in South America do, but in America, I mean, it's one or the other. It's short yeah, story yeah. or it's, you know, full-length novel.
0: It is crazy there's got to be a reason we were born in america in this incarnation Mm -hmm. too because we Mm -hmm. really have very foreign sensibilities when it comes to art
1: yeah i mean that's what i want to read if i see a story or novella whatever you want to call it that's between 80 and 120 words i think oh fuck yeah let's go perfect the perfect length and nobody does that because no. it's, I mean, we know why it's the same reason we're not going to write a submission for Castaigne's, uh you know, because it's not, it's not worth it.
0: it it's like monetarily speaking. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I'm like the amount of time I spend, because it's probably when you function in that mode and this is me assuming there might be people mm-hmm. screaming like, fuck you. I'm never listening to another one of these. Y'all suck. Like mm-hmm. that, like uh, it might take people forever to come up with a three K word story or whatever. But mm-hmm. imagining that you're a short story writer and you're just in that mode. Okay. Well again, Simmons and Rathke, they, they write short stories like dominantly. That's kind of their game. They will just whip one up in a day. Mm-hmm. If you're Eddie, sometimes you'll whip up and it a will sell. in a day. That's And, the it, thing w- that and they, it will, sell. they do
1: so. Like, I mean, Eddie's got a story that he wrote in a day that tour.com said was, Hey, you guys, like, this is our story of the month. Mm-hmm. So he's good at it. And I wonder, you know what? No. No, I'm not a short, no. I could go longer, but I, I don't think I could go shorter.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and finally, figuring that those two things, those two ends of the stick out, Um, the short story collection mm-hmm. I'm dropping, Heathen is Shaman that I'm working on, my enormous, mm-hmm. my fucking epic, I'm trying to, for a magical number of reasons, I'm trying to keep it to six hundred and twenty six pages. That's like my exact like
1: mm-hmm. sort of sort of ritual
0: mm-hmm. with this book. It will be that length. Mm-hmm. I'm to the point at the moment where I'm trying to figure out how to keep it that short, mm-hmm. which is something that I didn't even think would ever be an issue for me. So and that and that's that's also like figure finally figuring out both of those things it's like here's a collection of these short things and here's this really long bitch yeah. the two the two ends where mm-hmm. i was always writing in the middle of that now i'm done now now mm-hmm. it's like okay well,
1: i did it I did that's why it, i'm
0: like I'm done. at at the age of 30 it, it's uh, that'll be my last book cuz Might as well start making movies now. (laughs) Are you 30? Yeah. About to be 31. Oh, 37.
1: I'm up there, bro. All right. That's a good first episode. That's uh, proof of concept.
0: Proof of concept.
1: Dust Bowl sarcophagi.
0: Patreon.com slash agitator.